Welcome to the As You Go Women's Podcast, part of the Rolling Hills Community Church Podcast Network, where you can find other great resources such as Making History Parenting Podcast, Men's Leadership Network, Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast, and more. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of As You Go, a podcast meant to encourage and disciple women who are daily trying to follow Jesus while balancing all of the things in their lives, like work, family, friendships, mental and physical health, and more. I'm Kathy, hosting alongside Kendall Kearns, our Rolling Hills Students Worship Leader. Thank you, Kendall, for co-hosting Season 2 of As You Go. Would you share just a bit about yourself so our listeners can get to know you? Of course, yes. I'm so excited to be here with you guys guys. Um, I'm just excited to kind of co-host this podcast with you. It's just such an awesome uh, resource for women, so I'm excited to be here. Um, But like Kathy said, I work with our middle school and high school students as our worship leader, um, which is so awesome. So many of uh, your kids are in this program and just watching them grow in their relationships with Christ and with each other. It's just been really, really awesome, and I've been doing that for about four years now. Um, I also just got married in August, so six month newlywed, which has been so fun and kind of stepping into that new role. Um, I've been learning so much and it's just been a blast. So thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, absolutely. Maybe we can get her to sing at some point this (laughs) season. She's a voice like an angel. (laughs) Oh, Today we're joined uh, by Elise Miller, who has become such a sweet, sweet friend. She and her family attend Rolling Hills. She's a wife and a mom and does so much, which you're going to hear about in just a minute. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. Let's start off. Will you just tell us a little bit about who you are, your family, what you do? Yes. So I'm a wife, like you said, and also a mom to two kids. I have Tillman and Joya, and they are six and eight years old. Um, we homeschool our kids because we travel a whole lot um, for my job, and which has actually kind of been something which I know we'll talk about, but a big transformation and change in the last couple years. Yeah. I was mostly stay-at-home mom for their earliest years, and then uh, once COVID and everything started, my work really picked up because I work in the fitness industry and the at-home fitness industry, so people wanted to work out at home. And so I've been doing live classes. I work for iFit, and that's live classes streaming on treadmills and on bikes and then also just strength classes. So right now I travel back and forth a whole bunch uh, for work because it's currently based in Florida, but we kind of do classes like all over also. We travel really the world doing different classes. So I am so blessed that my family gets to come with me for pretty much all of it. I mean, they've gone to Bora Bora, to Utah, to Miami, so they get to come with me. So it's really great that we can all be together. That's a homeschool experience. Yes, it is. Seriously. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, so, so we're all close, you know, traveling together, and we love when we come back home to church, though. That's we awesome. love it when you're here. Yeah. yeah. So how do you feel like you navigate that, like, traveling while still being alive and a mom? That's It's tough. It's, yeah. it's tough when they're not with me. So when they're with me, I feel like really they're my home. So when they're with me, I mean, I don't care if we're in a little hotel room or we are back at home. Like, if they're with me, I really feel like, okay, this is... This is fine, you know, and we love it. We, all my family, luckily, we all love adventure, and so it's fun. We get out and explore, but um, more recently, they haven't been coming with me as much just because we want the kids to kind of have a little more grounding and be able yeah. to come to church more frequently, and we watch online, of course, when we're not, but just to have a little more regularity. And so when they're not with me, it's it's weird because I'll go mm-hmm. and I'll have four days where I'll travel to Florida where I don't have them with me, and... 
like I was telling you guys before, it's almost like half of me is missing. I'm looking around the stores like, oh, where's my kids? You know, yeah. and so it, it definitely <laughs> feels weird because then I'm also like trying to be really productive there. On, right. So then when I get back home, I can dive fully into wife and mom. So it does feel like a whole lot of tugging because then I'm like, oh, I kind of forget to have Elise chill time also, right. you know? Totally. But I think that balance is something that we always, everyone talks about and everyone's always like, how do you balance it? I don't know. I've never really met someone that has like this perfect balance. I think right. it's always just something that we're working toward that is a journey. And so I'm trying to find each trip that I go. I'm like, okay, this time I'll write my phone. Like try to just go a silent walk on the beach for 10 minutes. Like that's a start on me Sky. having some of like me time, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's not quite, I'm still working on the balance, but again, I enjoy, like I'm a busy person. So I kind yeah. of like that I can be busy in one area following like my passion of fitness and then being able to be total in mom mode when I'm here. Cause then it's, that's all I need to do is be mom, totally. you know? Yeah. That's awesome. I loved hearing all of that. Thank you for sharing. Will you also share with us a little bit about, um, just your faith journey, kind of, uh, your story about how you came to know Jesus and follow him? Yes, I would love to. So growing up, I didn't grow up in a family where we didn't go to church. We didn't talk a whole lot about Jesus. It wasn't like it was something, it was just, it wasn't there. You know, right. like my mom, we would sometimes pray or I always just had this thing in me that I would always ask, like, can we pray? Can we do this? Like trying to like push my family to. And again, it wasn't that they were against it. It just wasn't something that we did. And so... Mm-hmm. Luckily, I had one aunt that she did go to church pretty regularly, and she lived pretty far from me. But occasionally, like, she would take me to the big Christmas plays and, like, all those things, and I would just go with her. And then when I was in elementary, like, later elementary, I had a friend down the street, and her family would go to church. And so I was always like, oh, just any, like, the Wednesday nights, the Sundays, like, just pick me up and I'll come with you. And so I always just would do those things. Or, like, in Young Life, in high school, I was a part of Young Life, and we would go... But I do feel like not having a family that did it, not using them as a crutch, but it kind of held me back from, like, really understanding, like, fully diving in. Because it's like I would do everything that I kind of could. Right. But then I would come back, and it wasn't, like, something that my family did. Mm -hmm. And um, even, like, in my college years and stuff, I would try to get my parents, like, on Christmas, like, let's all go to church. And and we just, we never, we never did it as a family. And then once I moved away, like I got my first job out of college, um, I was 24. I lived at home for a long time. <laughs> and then I was 24 <laughs> and I left and moved to Colorado and I met my husband and I told him like, I've just been looking for a church. Like I've always just, like I always wanted this, but I just never, I don't know why I need, maybe I felt like I needed someone to like hold my hand because like I just didn't do it on my own. Yeah. I know I could have done it on my own. And then he started taking me to his church and we were just friends, and I loved that I, like, had him, you know, mm-hmm. and I remember telling him, I love going to church because I love to sing, which I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm the worst singer ever, you guys, but for some reason, I think that I just felt like, I don't know, like, it was like an icebreak. I'm like, yeah, I love the, just the songs, because I don't, and I still, like, I'm learning verses. Like, I don't feel super confident in, like, my knowledge of things, and I think that was kind of my way of saying, like, I don't know a whole lot, but I just like to sing the songs. Yeah, yeah. But I don't ever make noise with that. I just lip lip sync the songs. (laughs) Sing out, girl. Sing out. (laughs) I'm working on that. When I'm on my own, I go on my runs lately. I've been trying to sing out loud. Sing out loud. (laughs) But um, that was huge for me, for my husband. because Well, he wasn't my husband then, but we would go to church regularly, and then we got engaged, and we got married, and we 
moved again because we move a whole lot, and we found a whole other another church that we went to, and then I got baptized, and I got baptized when I was 27. Yeah. And um, I remember it was just a huge step because again, it wasn't ever like talked about, you right. know. And but that's something that we have totally made a change with our family, and that's why part of the reason, like I said, we want to be here in Tennessee more so my kids can have that because I'm like I always crave that as a child yeah. that where you just your church is your home and. We hug Pastor Jeff and Kathy, and my kids know everyone. Like, I just, I love that. And so we make it huge in my family and prayer and Jesus and church and community. And so we're just trying to. You guys are changing the trajectory. (laughs) Thank you. Of generations to come, right? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, since I've gotten to be your friend for a bit, Mm -hmm. um, I know that there have been some great, great, many great things in your life, mm-hmm. but there's also been some difficult battles, challenges yes. that you faced. Would you share a little bit about that and then what the Lord has taught you through that? Yes. Um, yeah, so when I first well, I first met you, of course, in our women's group, but when I came to Kathy also for counseling a few years ago because I was having just really bad anxiety, and it was something that I never really realized that I had. It definitely anxiety, the first time I ever like heard that like I may have anxiety was after I had kids. And I know that a mm-hmm. lot of that was the control. And I'm like, I can't control this, but I want to control this. And I'm freaking out about this. And I would just get so wrapped up in it. And part of it was hormonal because, you know, your hormones change after having children. And so I got that part sorted out. And then a year later, I just started feeling really bad again. So just so many different things. But probably the hugest was I guess almost three years ago when we first, when we had met and someone like I'd, I went to a, a different counselor before and they were like, well, it's OCD that you have. I was mm. like, I don't know. Like, but then I look back and I'm like, oh, as a child, I remember washing my hands a ton and like everything had to be in certain orders. And I just, that was just kind of a mm. goofy quirk that I had, you know, cause on TV shows, I think OCD is like, people think it's a funny, a funny thing, right. you know? And, um, but then kind of going through that more and talking with you and realizing, cause I would just get really intrusive thoughts that would come into my head and like give me so much panic that I just felt like I couldn't even just like paralyzed by mm-hmm. by fear and it was thoughts that I didn't want and thoughts that t- absolutely terrified me and questioned who I was as a mom and just as a person yeah and it was just really hard because I think with OCD like it's just it's tough because a lot of people don't understand what it is and they're like oh it's just it's anxiety I'm like no it's it's different it's a branch I guess of anxiety and it just it was just tough, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think throughout it, too, I kept thinking, like, the Lord feels so far away from me. And, like, it, but prior to that, I remember my husband and I would joke, I'm like, come here, Jesus are so tight. Like, we just, like, <laughs> I'm like, I would pray, and I felt so connected, and I would pray about something, and I would, like, feel his hugs and everything. And I'm like, I'd feel nothing, like, nothing. And I remember, like, one day I was out for a run, and just, I'm like, you just got to be, like, just what are you doing? So I'm running and all of a sudden I just on the concrete, just lay on the ground and start praying. Cause I'm like, I am, I don't care. I'll embarrass myself. I'll do whatever. Like, please let me like feel you, yeah. you know? And I just felt so, just so far away. And I think I was so focused on the fears, on the anxiety, on the what ifs that I was leaving zero room for hearing God or anything else. Cause yeah. every time I was coming to him, I was just like, take this away, take this away, take this away. And then I feel like with with you, Kathy, you would tell me, you know, you gave me the paperwork to go over, like, the truths. And it really was like a mindset shift, like, going over the truths of God, not so much, like, running away and focusing on the fears, because I really think it is, like, what you, like, what you feed grows. And I was feeding all the anxiety, all the negative thoughts, yep. and so far trying to run away from the negative 
that then I like pivoted toward start feeding the positive. And that was huge. And like I said, you gave me a journal and journaling. And I just started with every day, write things down that you're thankful for. Just not, don't run away from the bad, run toward the good. Mm. And that was just such a huge mind mindset shift for me. And I mean, other things along the way too. It wasn't like that all of a sudden. I mean, it was definitely. <laughs> it's a, it is a, it's a journey, right? Yes, yes. It's a journey. Yes. And I remember Pastor Jeff, you know, we were actually going through an anxiety series at that time. And mm-hmm. I've cried every single day at church. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is me. But talking about going through the valley was yeah. so huge. And I still think of that one because now I even, even though I feel like a million times better than before and a million times closer now to the Lord because I realized I needed to fall to my knees and yeah. I needed to have those big obstacles in my life to really cling on more. Um, but we're going through it. And so I'm always like, it's not stuck in it. It's not forever. Right. It's going through it. And so that was that was huge for me too. And I realized that now I can look back on it and I write in my journal the same, you know, well, I've filled that one, but my new journal. <laughs> and because <laughs> I look back on it and I'm like, now I'm saying, like, it's when I look back at it, it's like, so I'm like, that girl was so, so scared and such a hard time, you know, but I can literally write down thank you for it now because I'm like, yeah. it has made me more patient. It has made me realize when those things start to come into my mind, breathe. It means I'm overwhelmed. It means go outside and start being like, thank you for the flowers. Thank you for the trees, like mm-hmm. whatever. Just don't let it come in. Just fill it with thanks. Yeah. And I know that, that was part of a journey that I needed to take. That's yeah. so good. It's really good. That's so good. Yeah. And I just know that so many women need to hear that, you know, need to hear that they're not the only ones that experience something like that mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh. I would encourage our listeners, if that's you, um, reach out to someone, mm-hmm. reach out to a friend, reach out to a counselor, reach out to someone who can help you navigate and walk you through um, because that's a tough spot to be in, to feel like you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're stuck. So you sh- you shared some of those already. Any any other tools that you can think of that might be helpful that that are help have been helpful to you in those moments? Yes, for sure. I definitely think community, like you said, mm-hmm. because yes. it was it was all like so the perfect timing, and that's why I know it, like everything. You can look back, I think, and you're like, wow, that was the Lord doing mm-hmm. it. Because also we had recently started coming to church, like right when it started. We had left a different church, and I was in the anxiety in the OCD really bad when we came here. And Pastor Jeff had come and started talking to us and then invite us to their community group and like all of these things that like I would have normally said no to because, you know, I don't I don't like making big commitments. And so I would have normally said no to all of these things. But I'm I said yes, because I was like, I am so desperate, like anything that anybody like I said, fall on my knees in the middle of the sidewalk. I don't care. Just help me. And so find help, you know, and mm-hmm. don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Know that you are not alone because I. Since mine was such a different, like most people get anxiety about maybe like, different things. Like my kids give me anxiety or driving in a car or flights. Mine wasn't that. It was, in, it was all in my own head. And mm-hmm. so I thought like, this is so different. But then when I talk to people, I'm like, oh, well, it's not. Like yeah. I'm just some weird person. And it made me feel like, okay, I'm not alone. And I think just talking to people and letting people help you. I mean, I asked for prayers from every single person, you know. Yeah. And I think another thing that helped me huge was don't, and then maybe this is wrong in counseling, I don't know, but like, don't necessarily own it. Because I felt like at the beginning, I would literally want to tell everybody, hi, I'm Elise and I have anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like that was suddenly a label and I'm the anxious girl over here right. that's just panicked. And instead I was like, and I still to t- tell now, I don't say I have anxiety. I say sometimes 
sometimes anxiety tries to come in my way or sometimes I struggle yeah. with anxiety or sometimes I struggle with OCD. I'm not Elise that has OCD and anxiety, you know? Yeah. I think that's so I good. That. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's so good. I think, no, I think you're spot on to say, you know what, I'm, I'm Elise. I'm a child of God. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling with this right now, but that's yeah. not my identity and that's not who I am. It, it is what I'm struggling with. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a, a tendency like of the world to want to put those labels on ourselves of mm-hmm. like, this is who I am or this is what I struggle with as an identifier. But even like what you said is so beautiful about like the community piece is like walking into a community and being scared about all your messy things that you have and all these like identifiers of like anxiousness or depressed and walking into that group. And if it's a Christ centered community, having them like identify, like I am a child of God. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not these things that I carry or that I identify myself as and letting them into those things just like breaks chains like no other. And I think that's why like Jesus walked in community when he was here on earth. Like he didn't even go it alone. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like we need those girlfriends or those families around us that just support us and love us through all of our messy things. We need it, you know? Yes, exactly. And it's so beautiful as I'm hearing you talk, I'm thinking, I'm reminded when we walk through something, even if we're still walking through, but when we're willing to share and then we're willing to share what the Lord has already done in yeah. our life, it offers people hope. It offers yeah. them encouragement. Um, so thank you oh, yes. for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So what do you want to say to that woman who is listening right now, who is struggling, anxiety, OCD, fear, whatever it is? What What do you want to say to her? Well, someone say that you're not alone and to, again, to, to get help and to tell people about it, but know that it's something that you're going through. And I remember people telling me that. And at that time I was still angry though. And I'm like, well, I don't want to go through this. I love God anyway. You know, mm-hmm. like, why do I need to? But you will look back journal. I think it's huge, but you'll look back and you can take things like, I don't think that anything just happens just because there's a reason. And God is molding you into the person that He needs you to be, and just let Him yeah. do that because it's His will is always going to be the best. And just stay strong in it. Get outside, look up, yeah. and you can feel God wrapping you up. Whether it's cold outside, warm, just mm. just know that His plan is much better than ours, even when we can't understand it. Yeah, Amen, That's sister. Good. <laughs> and what about for? Um, the working women listening to this podcast or the mom that's really overwhelmed with their schedule. Um, what is one little step that we can take today to care for ourselves spiritually and mentally, physically? Well, one is just make time for yourself. I mean, as a fitness trainer, that is what I'm telling people all of the time. Cause I mean, I'm a mom of young kids. I've been a mom of newborns. So I get that. And I'm also a working mom. So I get that you can rush from one thing to the next thing to the next thing and never take time for yourself. And even if that's 10 minutes in the car and you turn the music off and like, I've done this before, just pray, be mm-hmm. thankful, let your mind be calm. Because I think like, I know for me anyway, I've got a million things running through my head at all times. And we need to have sometimes just silence and just take care of yourself because if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to do your job better. You're not going to be a good mom. You're not going to be a good wife. You're not going to be a good daughter. Whatever it may be, you need to set aside time. And again, as a trainer, that is something that I think is your physical. I mean, that helped me so much through anxious times is even if it is a few minutes, get outside and walk. Go for a short run because you'll get 
scientific good, you know, you get those hormones released in your mm-hmm. body and that's going to free your mind. So I think long answer to that, but <laughs> take care of yourself by giving, making yourself a priority. You're not going to find time. You need to make time for yeah. yourself. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being so vulnerable with us today and sharing with us today. I know that a lot of women are going to be so positively impacted by uh, your wisdom and just your story. So thank you so much for coming. Um, as we wrap up today, I'd love to pray for us and um, send us on our way. So let's pray together. Dear Lord, thank you um, just so much for this time where we can carve out just um, a few minutes to listen to a story from one of our sisters in Christ, Elise, God, and just all the wonderful things that you have um, made her to be, God, just someone who loves you, someone who loves her kids, her husband, her family. Um, God, we just thank you for the ways that you have written her story, God, for the ways that you have identified her. Um, Thank you for the ways that you have rescued her and seen her through. Um, when she's been anxious, when she's um, been dealing with OCD and all these different things in her life, God, the way that you have come in and rescued her and gave her people and women in her life who helped her find the tools that she needed um, to combat those thoughts when they came in, God. Um, I just pray for all the women listening right now, God, that you would just be with them today as they are on their way, as they are um, walking through their schedules of a busy week. God, we just pray that you would be with them Help them find time this week to um, take care of themselves spiritually, mentally, physically. Um, I just pray that they would be reminded that you love them and are for them this week. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the As You Go podcast. If you like what you're listening to, um, be sure to subscribe and hit that five-star button and share with your friends. Thanks, guys. Have a great week.